Welcome back to the Easy AI Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Nova, and today we're diving into the fascinating world of convolutional neural networks with our recurring guest, James the Robot. Hi, James. Ready to deep dive into the convolutions of neural networks? Hello, Nova. Absolutely. Convolutional neural networks, or CNNs, are one of my favorite subjects. They are a class of deep neural networks that are incredibly effective for image recognition and processing. That sounds impressive. Let's start with the basics. Can you explain what makes CNNs different from regular neural networks? Sure, Nova. The main difference lies in the architecture. Regular neural networks, also known as fully connected networks, connect every neuron in one layer to every neuron in the next layer. CNNs, on the other hand, use a different approach. They take advantage of the hierarchical pattern in data and assemble complex patterns using smaller and simpler patterns. This is done through operations like convolution, pooling, and the use of rectified linear units. I see. Could you explain what convolution is? The convolution operation is the core of a CNN. It involves a filter or kernel that passes over the input data, like an image, and performs element-wise multiplication with the part of the image it covers. This process is repeated across the entire image, and the results are summed up to produce a feature map which highlights features like edges or corners. How does that feature map help in recognizing images? By training the network, these feature maps learn to recognize various aspects of the images. The first layer might recognize edges, the next layers might recognize textures or patterns, and deeper layers might recognize more complex structures like parts of objects. In the end, CNNs can recognize the overall objects by combining these features. This seems computationally intense. How do CNNs manage efficiency? Great question. CNNs use a trick called weight sharing. Instead of learning separate weights for every single pixel in the image, the same weights are used across the whole image. This significantly reduces the number of parameters and computations, making CNNs much more efficient than fully connected networks for image data. And what about pooling? How does that fit into the CNN structure? Pooling is a downsampling operation that reduces the dimensionality of the feature maps. Common methods include max pooling, which takes the maximum value in a block of the feature map, and average pooling, which takes the average. This helps in making the detection of features invariant to scale and orientation changes, and also reduces the computational load. That's clever. How do you choose which features to use in the filters? In traditional algorithms, Features were hand-engineered, but in CNNs, the features are learned directly from the data. During training, the network adjusts the filter values, or weights, through backpropagation to minimize the difference between the predicted and actual outputs. By the end of the training, the filters represent features that help the network to perform the task at hand, like recognizing faces or identifying objects. Speaking of training, how is a CNN trained? CNNs are trained using a large data set of labeled images. The network passes the image through its layers, using random weights at first, to produce a prediction. The error of the prediction is calculated using a loss function, and then this error is backpropagated through the network to adjust the weights. This process is repeated over many iterations, gradually improving the accuracy of the model. Can you explain backpropagation in a bit more detail? Of course. Backpropagation is all about updating the network's weights in response to the error at the output. 
The method calculates the gradient of the loss function with respect to each weight by the chain rule, effectively telling us how to tweak the weights to reduce the error. These gradients are then used to update the weights to improve the prediction in the next iteration. That's quite a process. Now, in terms of practical applications, where are CNNs commonly used? CNNs have revolutionized the field of computer vision. They're used in a wide array of applications such as facial recognition, self-driving cars, medical diagnosis, and even in art, like style transfer, where the artistic style of one image is applied to another. How do advancements in hardware affect CNNs? Advances in hardware, especially GPUs, have greatly accelerated the training and inference of CNNs. GPUs are well-suited for the parallelizable nature of neural networks, allowing vast improvements in terms of speed and efficiency. This has enabled the use of larger and more complex CNN architectures in practice. With these larger and complex architectures, does it become harder to interpret how CNNs make their decisions? Yes. Interpretability is a challenge with CNNs, as with many deep learning models. They can act as a black box, making it hard to understand exactly what features the model is keying in on. However, there are methods and tools being developed to help visualize and interpret what's happening inside these networks. Are there any limitations to CNNs we should be aware of? Certainly. CNNs require large amounts of labeled data to train, and obtaining such data sets can be difficult and expensive. They are also prone to overfitting if not handled properly meaning they might perform well on the training data, but poorly on new, unseen data. Moreover, training can be time-consuming and require significant computational resources. Can you talk about any recent advancements or research within the field of CNNs? Researchers are continuously working on improving CNNs. Some are focusing on developing new architectures that require fewer parameters or that are more efficient. Others are working on unsupervised learning methods for CNNs, where the network would learn to recognize patterns without needing labeled data. Transfer learning, where a model trained on one task is adapted for another, is also a hot topic that leverages the power of CNNs. That's really exciting. For those who want to get started with CNNs, do you have any advice? Start by understanding the basics of neural networks and how they learn. Then, Move on to the principles of CNNs and work on simple projects using frameworks like TensorFlow or PyTorch. There are also many online courses, tutorials, and papers that can provide a more in-depth understanding of CNNs. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledgeable insights, James. Before we wrap up, do you have any final thoughts on convolutional neural networks? CNNs are a powerful tool for pattern recognition in images and beyond. As the field grows, it's exciting to think about all the different applications and improvements that will emerge. It's truly a great time to be involved in AI and machine learning. Indeed, it is. James, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks for joining us today and sharing your expertise on convolutional neural networks. Thank you, Nova. It was a pleasure discussing CNNs with you and the listeners. Until next time, keep unraveling the complexities of AI, one convolution at a time. And that's it for today's episode of the Easy AI Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in and stay curious as we continue to explore the wonders of artificial intelligence together. Goodbye for now.